No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. What the shit is going on right now, right now, right now? Well, yeah, it's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're here to listen to some new jokes and old jokes and bad jokes and good jokes from all of your favorite comedians here at MutinyRadio.fm. We're on the corner of 21st in Florida. Come and visit us. Do you know how the Joke Workshop works? I'll tell you. Comedians are going to do four-minute sets, and then they will get four minutes of critique from their comedian peers who are going to be paying attention and giving a shit about what they're saying, which is really unusual. Because in the comedy community, we really just come, eat, and leave, and then go on to the next uh, open mic, which pretty much everyone's going to do. But before they do that here, they're going to give their lovely comments to the other comedians who are here and be kind and helpful. Uh, yeah, because if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good, everybody. Get your notepads out. It's time for Joke Workshop. Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, today in the fills, we're listening to some weird new band. They are called Venice Gas House Trolley. So that's just going to be in the fills today. Something other than floating goat. We're going to get started right away here, you guys. So uh, get your notepads out and get ready to um, critically think about your next comedian's hilarious jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them in a wild, slappy-like fashion. For Ed Ant! Is this one working? All right. In case you've never seen me before, I know how to read. My name is Ed, and I'm a bit of a bum. I spend my days playing video games, smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on. And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. McDonald's is giving away free sandwiches if you download their app. I downloaded it and was surprised to find out that it was called malnutrition. So the other night, I'm in bed with my girlfriend, and I finally worked up the courage 
to tell her that I wanted to be in a polygonal relationship. She hemmed and hawed and waited a minute, and then Steve started to snore. So I'm attracted to a pretty Jewish girl, and I don't know how to talk to her, you know, because I'm very awkward. I know that she's intelligent, but she makes bad decisions. She's thinking of getting back together with her ex, and that guy is not a mensch. He's, he's the kind of guy who'll give a girl the clap without making a noise. Have you ever had somebody tell you that they were in a fight, but they don't have any bruises on their knuckles? It's a kind of thing that children do. If you see a guy walking around bragging about how he won a fight and he doesn't have any bruises on his hands, you can rest assured he fought some pretty soft babies. I hate it when people complain about the drought. I moved to California because it's a desert. Don't these water-loving hippies care about the environment? Do you like buying pizza for people, but hate it when they eat all of the pizza? Here's a solution to your moral quandary. Buy unique toppings like tuna fish and chives. Then let them learn their lesson over a toilet. And if you ever buy that pizza, you'll find out. I was in a conversation with a female friend about prostitution. We both came to the same conclusion. The only way that you can truly sell yourself for money is by working a nine to five. Scientists in China have found a superbug. The superbug is dangerous because it has antibacterial resistance and it can pass that trait along to other bacteria. That's not good news, and there's nothing funny about that. Unless if you're rooting for the dominant form of life on Earth. And of course, that horn means only one thing. It's time for an ad. Yeah. A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man. But I found a meaning in life. Yeah. I found purpose, a, me a reason to get up every day with JustMeAndChicks.com. That's right, JustMeAndChicks.com. JustMeAndChicks.com. Go there. Download the podcast that I did with Pam Benjamin. JustMeAndChicks.com. And buy a hoodie. Of hoodies? Yeah. hoodies at justmeandchicks.com holy fuck comments questions right. concerns i'll start out the word mensch is really funny i think that's the punchline of that joke mensch you saying mensch is so funny to me i i laughed out loud pretty hard all right <laughs> yeah i would be not that it, not that it needs to be like real but i wouldn't necessarily put the girlfriend joke next to the I'm attracted to a Jewish girl joke because even though I think people yeah. are thinking 
you know, obviously we're writing jokes. It doesn't all have to be true. If you put uh-huh. them next to each other, people are like, oh, well, fuck me. He really doesn't care if I believe him at all. <laughs> um, well, the, 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 the joke before it is I want to get into a polygonal relationship. The next joke is I'm attracted to another woman. Okay. I guess that's, I guess that's, okay, that's true. That makes sense. You could, 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 yeah, could, could segue it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Do you, do you always use note cards or just for the... For always the use note cards. It, there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes it's it's a little more engaging if you... Like when you put them away, even just for the ad, it, uh-huh. it's just a little bit more engaging sometimes if you spend a little bit more time in between them, like making it feel like it's coming out of you. Yeah, yeah. I try to make eye contact as opposed to just reading off the note cards. Yeah. I have the jokes more or less memorized and I see your point I, right. I need to every once in a while put them away like I'm just yeah. coming up with a joke off the top of my head or, or something or try a couple without it and try free ball and sometimes it's fun just yeah. you know for things like this where it doesn't really fucking matter anyway yeah so do you um, is it, am I on this? yes you are okay cool I can't hear myself apparently um, so do you always put on a, a voice like that? You sound very much like a radio or TV announcer and that's... Yeah. Uh, the ad you heard before the show was me and Steve Poggi. Uh This is more or less... Uh, yeah, that's the voice that I use for my act. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that the voice is very well developed. Um, but I am concerned that you, you do bring that uh, announcer voice to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cadence of that voice is a little slow. Yeah. And the jokes that you do are, are quick. They're quick jokes. Yeah. Um, and so I think that for a, a longer form joke, more of a storytelling joke, that voice is, and that cadence is great, but... Um, I'd like to hear you tell those jokes a little bit quicker next time. Hmm. All right. Um, I think with the note, uh, the note cards, I think since you're really, it seems like you're obviously doing a persona, you're doing a, a thing, a character, you could keep the note cards and have your jokes memorized and really like own the cards and like you could still be connected to the audience and like move them around and have them in your hand and occasionally mm-hmm. look at them. So yeah. I don't know if you necessarily need to get rid of them if it's part of your... There, I had a suggestion in the past where I could just write notes on the back of the cards and just have it be like a gag where it has a message on them. If you have funny things to put yeah, on, yeah, then yeah, yeah it, but... And I think your, your first joke is really good. That's a really good rule of threes. Uh, your prostitution joke, I think that's a really funny premise, and I think it could be funnier, because right. that's, that's true. It's like, well, we're all, we're all whores, Ugh, as long as you're working for the... Uh, any suggestions for that joke? Well, um, you could it could be an argument with your friend that she mm-hmm. thinks that prostitution is wrong, or she's like, or she's a prostitute, and you're like, you prostitution is terrible. You shouldn't be a prostitute. Or like, how do you feel about being a prostitute? Aren't you disgusted? And then she says, well, aren't you disgusted being a whore for the corporate plutocracy? Mm-hmm. You know, turn it into a conversation or something. Um, It'd be funny to hear you do a girl voice, too. <laughs> Especially if you juxtapose it with that weird, deep voice, and you're like, I'm a girl, 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 I'm a girl,
if you yeah. only went into girl voices, if you used your normal voice normally, and then the girl <laughs> voice was like, and now coming to theaters. And then when you say polygonal, I think of a polygon, I would just say polyamorous. That's the thing. If I said poly- uh, polyamorous, it would mean it, the joke would lose its meaning because okay. uh, the whole point of the joke is that I want to be in a polygonous relationship. Polygony oh. is when there's one man, more than one woman. Okay. Polyamorous is when you're with uh, any group of people. Okay. The, the confusing thing, too, is that it sounds like you're saying polygony, which is like making up a new word. you got to pronounce that M because yeah. it's polygamy. It's the M. And if you use the N sound, then we think you're making up a word. I thought you were making up a funny new word. Yeah, I thought you were loving Poly- polygons. It, it's polygon. Yeah, it, it is a word. It's it's okay. the it's the polygamous is it's an yeah. it's an M, not an N. Just it's, just it's polygynous, like oh gynecology. Goodness. Yeah, Dude, spot on. <laughs> Overall, good stuff. We'll, we'll leave. Yay, everybody, clap for Eddie! Yay! Thank you all. Taking the bullet for all of us. Yes. We're so excited about our next comedian every time she comes back because she gives the best comments and now she's going to do jokes. You guys are going to love him. Pay as much attention as she does. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Ever, ever the gracious host. I'm using notes because these are all new. Uh, I need to remind myself. Uh, New York. I was in New York. Wow, that place is a late night town. My God, they stay up late. Oh, my God. Sunday morning, I went to a 930 spinning class and the teacher's like, you guys, you guys are the warriors. You guys are the nuts, crazy ones. You guys are up at 930 in the morning on a Sunday. You guys are crazy. I was like, wow, it's different from San Francisco. In San Francisco, 930, everyone's already gone to yoga and been in line for brunch for two hours. This was one of these like weird spinning classes where there's a theme. This was like punk rock Christmas spinning. And the teacher, like the teacher's like wearing these little hot pants and like a big thick bandana and like he's got tatted out arms. And I was like, wait, this guy is a good example of that game you can play in New York, like Italian or Jew. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. But he's like, all right, you guys, he's just he's acting like a rock star and parading across the stage. He's like, okay, one, two, three, four, let's go. Spin, 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 spin. And it's like, it was just nuts. There's like six people in the class. There's like a Midget, an old guy, some guy who's like using one pound weights and it's too much. And like, and like at the end of the class, I'm like, okay, do I need to like wipe down the bikes? What's going on? He's like, no, no, man, just just go live your life. New York is weird. New York is weird. Um, and my boyfriend came and picked me up at this class and he's like, I just saw Terry Richardson. You guys know who Terry Richardson is? He's like the pervy fashion photographer. Like he makes all his models jerk him off and he's still super, super famous. He wears these like little pervy glasses. My boyfriend's like, oh my God, I just saw Terry Richardson. He's right there. I'm like, you better go fucking shower right now. Uh, My boyfriend had a UTI, which I thought was weird. So like I Googled it. He's like, his doctor asked him what he thought it was. And my boyfriend's like, I don't like to Google my symptoms. I'm like, yeah, but your girlfriend does. Um, And I found out, it's like, it's bacteria. It could be from chlamydia. And I start thinking, oh shit, when's the last time I had sex with someone else? It was like two years ago. And I'm like, maybe I gave it to him. And I start having this conversation. I'm like, I'm sorry if I gave you chlamydia. Maybe it's me. Like, I don't know. Do you have chlamydia? He's like, and of course, like, he's smart, so he refuses to engage me in this. And it never occurs to me that he could have cheated on me. Um, We... um, going to the airport, like, do you guys remember when we were all, like, really, like, up in arms about that TSA scanner? Like, that was all anyone could talk about. We're like, it's our constitutional rights are violated. We were all just so up in arms. Like, now we're all just raising our arms. 
you know, bad joke. How did that go for, how did that go for us? Um, I, my boyfriend uh, was saying that, like, I was telling him some sexist stories about being a comedian. He's like, that's terrible. I was always taught to respect women. It's like, you were taught to respect women? I never had to be taught to respect anyone. I didn't have to be taught to respect men. What is up with, like, being, needing to be like, these are women. You should be nice to them. <laughs> All right, just a thought. Um... I need to pace myself when I go on vacation. It's like a gun goes off and I start drinking. Um, it's like, oh, time for day drinking, time for night drinking. It's all drinking. I think I need to stop, like, I need to begin by not starting to drink when I get to the airport uh, and not drinking on the plane and not drinking, like, on the other side. Um, we got a new mattress. My boyfriend had one of those uh, spongy mattresses. You know, it's like a tempur mattress, but it's a whole mattress, and it comes in a box with all the air sucked out. You guys know about these? They're, uh, I think millennials really like them because they're cheap and you can have them delivered on a bicycle and uh, you can order them on an app. But I, don't, I didn't like it because like, it's kind of like when you fuck on it, you just keep going down and down and down. There's just no bounce to thrust ratio. You, know? you need to have a mattress with coils because like, when you're going down, you need, to, you need that help to bounce back up so you can meet in the middle and have a good sex life. The bounce to thrust ratio. I'm, I'm working on this bounce, bounce to thrust ratio. I know there's a lot more in there somewhere. Uh, so we got a good sex life now. Uh, I keep track of our sex life on an app because uh, that's very important. It's a, it was actually an app that was for keeping track of my period, but I repurposed it. Uh, so every time we have sex, there's like a little heart. Uh, and I, I put the heart. And every time I go down on him, it's a heart minus. Um, and every time he goes down on me, I put a heart plus. Uh, and I thought he'd be upset that I was keeping track, but I showed him, and he's like, oh, it looks like we're doing pretty good. Uh, I must be a really good lover because there's hardly any heart minuses. <laughs> All right, you guys, I guess that's, that's, that's what I got. Stephanie's Elmerbed, repurposing apps for her own volition. I love it. All right, bring it on. What you got? All right, we I got the dirt app. going. Um, so for the spinning class, when you were doing the, the instructor part about, you know, don't have to worry about cleaning that, live your life. I feel like you could have so much fun impersonating that instructor <laughs> and his weird philosophy. Like, don't you worry about the filth. I cuss at the filth. It would, you know, it jumps off. It's some sort of weird, uh, juxtaposition for why, uh, that was okay in his mind. Yeah. That, if you, anything you got on that would help. Cause it is it yeah. weird. He's like, go, he literally said. I mean, it's life. one of those things where I would say do something from New York, but then you don't want something that's so New York specific that other mm -hmm. people are like, what the fuck's that mean? So, yeah, I would just, I'd write up three or four different lines and then just cycle through them and see which one fits good. The more ridiculous, the better, the okay. more yogi master kind of. Uh, that was my big thing on the other ones. A lot of the jokes, they they felt good, but they felt really predictable. There wasn't like a tight enough spin to really get that laugh. It was like, as you were doing the setup, when you got to the punchline, I was like, oh yeah, I could see where you're going with that. Whereas you feel that surprise that kind of gets the laugh going. So maybe just try to cover up where you're trying to go a little bit more in the okay. setup. But everything was good, worthwhile, definitely worth pursuing and putting the effort into, so. Thanks, Keep thank you. You're right, there was a lot of un kind of unfinished stuff. Right. I'm down with Anyone? the app thing. I thought that whole heart heart plus, heart minus, I think the concept is is right there. I mean. You might even want to think about making your own app, like even just lying and be like, I made up my own app and it's tracking or something. I mean, it works with repurposing. It might even be funnier. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I liked the premise. I was with you all the way on okay. the heart minuses. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. On the UTI joke, 
you ended it with, uh, and uh, it never occurred to me that he might have been cheating on me. It would have been, I think it would end the joke stronger if you said, and there's no way that he would cheat on me. Good, good, good feedback. Yes. Thank you. Um, I like your uh, whole bounce to to thrust ratio. I, I want you to flush that out more. I want you to actually, like, you know, like, I am top scientists discovering <laughs> the perfect ratio. I've had tempermedic to Serta, and it just everywhere in between. Like, you know, I want you to like go for the Nobel Prize. That's Wa- good. Waterbed. That's good. Waterbed. What's the what's the thrust? It's the bounce What's to splash the ratio. <laughs> That's why there's no more waterbeds. Is you're, you've completely disproven the entire theories. And they Great. Just, you've gotten rid of all waterbeds. Waterbeds prove the theorem. Yeah, there is no bounce to thrust ratio <laughs> on a waterbed. That's good. Guys with whiteboards getting there, like, in their postdoc. Like. <laughs> yes. That's great. Thank you. Um, also, it, when you were talking about the spin instructor, mm-hmm. you brought up Italian or Jew, that game, but you didn't really explain any of the hints about him. That thread was kind of dropped. You're right. Uh, and I think that bringing it back would either either explaining how you can tell, maybe like, oh, you can tell by their love of, like, whether or not they love ham or, you know, something. Okay, that's you're right. That's because I go with describing him in his hot pants, and then that doesn't really... His ball sweat, does it smell like ham? <laughs> right, ball sweat, you s- smell the seat. Don't smell the seat. It smells like garlic and latkes. Yeah. What do you, what do you, where do you go from there? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, how, how often do you uh, tie in jokes with a uh, pun? Not very often. Not very often. Okay, you threw out a decent one in there. And, uh, oh, the now, we, now we're up in arms? Yeah, now we're up in arms. I was afraid of doing that one because it's... I, I know there's some groan-inducing stuff, but I mean, you get a good dad joke, mom joke, pun, whatever. People mm. just like, I, oh, all right, I'll listen to what you have to say. I think it's in there. I, okay. Because the thing is, like, I was in doing that, and I was like, we were all so pissed off, and now we're just doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just don't tie it to a Black Lives Matter. Or <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Put your hands together, Stephanie Silverman. Thanks, you guys are great. All right, guys, your next comedian here on the Joke Workshop. Put your hands together, Jason Balmforth. All right. So can I uh, can I say this now? Uh, Christmas fucking blows. Can, can is, is it too soon? Too soon? Yeah. All right. Um, but I, I feel like I figured out why why Christmas blows. Christmas is like the perfect analogy for first time really bad sex. All right, like there's a lot of buildup, starts really early, you take a shower, you shave, that's like, you know, right after Black Friday, fucking getting ready. You take the girl to a fancy restaurant, or the guy, if that's your thing, and um, next thing you know, it's Christmas Eve, you're about to go home, seal the deal, and then Christmas morning comes around, you open, you unwrap your present, and it fucking sucks. So then everyone drops Christmas like a bad fucking habit, because the 26th, and I can tell you why the 26th sucks in a second, but uh, on the 26th, everyone seems to forget Christmas happened, and that is like the epitome of an analogy for, yeah, cap fairs on the nightstand, get the fuck out. It used to be that Christmas lasted until New Year's, not any longer, because um, on the, not on the 25th, but on the 26th, someone broke into my apartment, that was fun, but um, I think this, uh, this sums up where I am in my life, they didn't fucking take anything. Not a goddamn thing. 
I half expected to find a note from the guys who broke into my apartment with like $20 pinned to it, like, sorry man, fucking uh, talk to the landlord about the door, it's really cool, left you 20 bucks, man, you need it more than I do. I think the only way it could have been worse is if I got mugged and the mugger gave me $20. But another part, um, I work, I work in the service industry because I'm a whore like that, and uh, I work, but uh, I work for tips. And another thing that Christmas taught me that sucks about tips is when you sell holiday gift items or holiday food items, your customers are more likely to tip you in holiday food items. And in our case, it was panettone. And twice I got tipped in panettone. One time the customer came up to me, and this one's for you to put in the bag or to send, like, you know, like, what, what do we want me to do? No, it's for you. Enjoy. Can I, can I have the $15? I'd like that better. But it got even worse because the second time I got tipped panettone, it was a $40 piece of bread. All right? 40 fucking dollars. You know what I could buy with 40 fucking dollars? 15 loaves of bread. Well, uh, I could, you know, I could buy an opinion on politics. But no, uh, I could buy enough alcohol to satisfy me for an evening. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think the reason that I really got down on Christmas is all my family got together and they gave me gifts. And... Um, the gifts kind of say a lot about what they think th about me and about my lifestyle choices. I got, and I quote, a Zippo lighter, a flask, and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah! Well, at least someone's excited. I wasn't. <laughs> but um, I, did, I did find a fun game recently. And uh, this is still going in with Christmas because everyone asks you how your Christmas was. But uh, I find that it is best to describe that your drinking habits, like you threw a wild Christmas party. Yeah, I was hanging out with my two best buds, Jack and Daniels. They brought their old, you know, they brought their old Navy buddy, Captain Morgan. He brought a friend of his, Sailor Jerry. Some fuckers brought Hendrix to the game, but pff, aside from Jimmy, I don't really like the guy. And you can just, you know, and that makes it sound like you actually have friends instead of you sat at home alone drinking on Christmas Day. But I will say that the one best part about Christmas Day is going to the movie theater because you can theater hop like a son of a bitch. You can go to every movie you want to see. It's just a shame that around that time they all suck. And um, I, guess, I guess I'll leave it on that because these were all kind of a lot of rough drafts on my jokes and I want more feedback. Yay, Jason Bumforth hates Christmas. Couple. Fucking do. Yeah. Hey man, uh, I think you had some uh, pretty good premises there. Um, I feel like uh, the beginning joke with uh, Christmas, like uh, the first time you have sex, and you know your apartment's so fucked up that they got to pay. They they felt bad for you. I feel like those those are good, but um, I get the, I hear this phrase a lot on myself: uh, economy of words. Um, there is a lot of embellishing. There's a lot of feeling in the dark, and it's a funny joke, but that's. I, I feel like there was a lot of words for that okay. beginning. Those beginning two jokes are a bit too much. Okay, trim the fat. Trim the fat. Also, one other thing, and you probably hear this a lot: uh, your mic posture. Mm, uh, yeah. I know. I know you might. I know you're probably cold, so doing this isn't a normal thing for you. But uh, you do this thing where, when you're thinking of the next points of a bit. Like your finger pops up a lot, uh, like a lot, and didn't, it's it's. Didn't know that? No one yeah, told me that shit. It might have been this time you're thinking about it, but your finger pokes up a lot, and I was wondering if you're going to reference it or have a, a beat. But the problem is, is that this is also, this happens a lot. That it's almost, it's kind of distraction, but not quite. But it's also, it does get somebody who's paying attention to you thinking, 
Is this going to be a payoff to something? So <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you to feel too stiff, but I want you to also be just aware. You're like signaling people this is a punchline. Uh -huh. you can laugh. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well some, something rather. But gotcha. at, so at least. Work on just gripping the mic. Don't have the nervous body. Or, or just be aware of it. Gotcha. Not even, not even about like no, gripping the mic. Nobody brought it to my attention before, so I'll have to look at it. Yeah, be aware of it. Yeah, just, just, you know. So. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, a couple, just a, uh, I like that you've, you've got a good set of jokes. You have them all memorized. That's awesome. Um, I, the the um, getting more tips around the holidays. Like I get more tips with holiday things. So I think what I'm going to do is like spread pumpkin spice on everything, or like get get a can of pumpkin and spread it on everything. Is like pumpkin spice, whatever. That might be stupid. Mm. Um, and with the panettone, like if people are people are giving you a panettone as a tip, you should put that aside and sell it like to the next person that like if is, if that can be a joke. <laughs> Oh man, I'm totally gonna add that to my bag. Yeah, it's like so. What I started doing is like the next person, like the next person that gives me forty dollars, they get the panettone I just got. Woo. I, I, that's not, f yeah. That, that's a just also a on the panettone. It makes great French toast. So before you throw it away, I didn't throw it away. I ate oh, that shit. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, if next time if it gets a little stale and you don't want to toast it, French toast is the way to go. No, just it saying. Didn't, it didn't really, this panettone is for you. <laughs> Not funny, <laughs> just true. <laughs> right. Well, I'm life lessons, life hacks with uh, Pam Benjamin. You got a Zippo and Jack Daniels and booze. Like he's like, wow, how do they know me so well? But anyway, that's my only feedback. Good job. Awesome. Uh, yeah, mic. jump up in the mic. I was gonna say the last thing though is your Jack, your Jack Jim joke. As, I'm just cold as shit. Well, it's I mean no 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 your Jack Jim all that stuff at the end. It's kind of hack. Like, okay, yeah, I can drop that. I mean it's unless you find a new tack to get into like all of their names like. I don't know, like you put yourself in there, like you went to a party and they were all there. I don't know how to make it fresh, but it's kind I, I'll of. I'll work a, on it. I'll toy with that a bit. I'll bring it next week. I'll see what I can do. I've got a couple ideas now that you said it. Do you it. have like stories about each of those people how they relate to you? Like Jimi Hendrix, do you have an, an, like a story about the first time you heard a Jimi Hendrix song? No. Oh, all right. Well. I just have a question. Yeah. What the hell is panettone? Okay, so it's a it's a it's a holiday egg bread from Italy, Mexico, Spain, and other parts of Europe and South America, and it's uh, generally pretty dry, generally. Uh, mediocre and uh generally not worth forty dollars but people will buy it for could, forty fucking dollars could you add that in <laughs> yeah i could do that i mean like it's a really kind of year specific type of joke though i can't really tell that in july you uh, could and then could he's especially outraged <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think that um some of the jokes you have a setup and a punchline, and they get a little mixed up. So, like when you're telling the joke about um, all the different kinds of liquor, you're yeah. giving the list, and then afterwards you say it's a good kind of way to make it seem like you have friends around for the holidays. I think you could actually set up the list with that because the punchline is the list, not. Oh, it's okay, a good yeah. Way. So you you, oh, you set point. it up beforehand. You say, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I got that you. Kind of, there's a couple jokes like that where I think if you set up. If you if you move instead of explaining afterwards, make sure you explain it beforehand, and then it will sell the punchline a little more. All right, cool. Thank you. Hooray, Jason Bonford! Yay! Your next comedian is a funny man. Uh, he hosts regularly at Doc's Lab. He's a really funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody! It's Joey Avery. You're fucking tall. 
Love that. Did anyone have a good Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, a couple people. I had a good Christmas. I got this sweater. It's a nice sweater. I own a couple nice sweaters. I've never bought a sweater. It's Christmas is my mom's chance to be like, everybody's dressing like shit. We got to clean our act up, and I'm going to force it on you. But I like it. I feel, I feel like a grown-up. Um, it's nice. Christmas is a weird time of year. I didn't realize uh, until recently that Christmas is the most popular time of year to drive drunk. I didn't know. It kind of makes sense. Like, what better way to celebrate the birth of your Lord and Savior than letting him take the wheel for a little while? You know? It's <laughs> Give it a shot, birthday boy. <laughs> Must be a sweet 16 because he's driving new cars everywhere. It makes it makes sense. We have a weird, I feel like we have a weird relationship with drunk driving in this country because I feel like it's one of the only crimes that's like directly tied to skill. <laughs> right? Because like if I'm, if I'm driving drunk and I get home and make it, all my friends are just like, killed pirate eye Avery does it again. <laughs> just... Put his sails up, squinted an eye, and followed the North Star home. <laughs> I get in one accident, and they're just like, he had a problem. It was, it was a cry for help. We should have seen it. We could have helped. We did nothing. <laughs> it is a weird, it's a weird gamble. Because I, like, I, you know, it's a, it's a bad gamble to take, you know, but we've all done it. Like, I'm not judging people. I've done it. I've driven drunk before. I've driven, like, I, you, know, you ever be so drunk that, like, you're so drunk that babies are smiling at you to get your attention, you know, <laughs> and you're the one who's just like, uh, uh. Anyway, what I'm saying is I've, I've, I've made that gamble, and I gave up. I quit when I was ahead, all right, because I'm a smart gambler, all right? That's so why I urge people to do that. We've all done it, all right? We've taken the risk, but it's not a good gamble. It's like if you were playing poker at a casino, except you were drunk, and you were betting with your life uh, and everyone else's life at the table, and then you won, but wouldn't stop playing until a cop went to the table and pulled you away from it, or someone else died. It's not a, it's not a smart gamble. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's not the only crime that's directly tied to skill. I feel like we we treat drug addiction the same way, you know. Like if someone's a really good artist and you find out they're addicted to heroin, you're like, don't judge the man, they need it. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. But if they're not artistic, you're like, that dude's a piece of shit. Like, I will let my friends get away with it. Like if you're a better musician or comedian than me and you do heroin, I'm always like, oh, fuck, I'll just never be that cool. <laughs> but if you're worse than me, I won't even fucking talk to you. <laughs> um, I remember that hit me. I was talking to a girl in high school. I went up to her. I saw she had, she was a friend of mine, she had a, a rose tattooed on her foot. And I was like, that's a really cool tattoo. Because um, I'm a people pleaser. It was horrible. <laughs> it was a rose on her foot. Um, but I asked her how she got it, and she was like, I got this the day that I became clean of heroin. Right? And she was only in high school. And I was like, you're in high school. You've already done heroin, gotten clean, and you didn't even make one fucking album? Come on, like seriously, that what a trash deal. That's like when you go to one of those dumb camps and you leave with a t-shirt. It's like, I came back from heroin and all I got was this stupid tattoo. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for me, guys.
Yay, Joey Avery, heroin, drunk driving. Yay, making Joey it, Avery. making it palatable. Yeah, dude, if you, I ever hear you say uh, Jesus take the wheel joke again, I will beat you to death with your both your fucking arms. Don't ever say that shit. Yeah, I think it's fair. Whack. <laughs> uh, the the driving drunk bit I liked. You had good justification on that. Uh, Jim Florentine has a very close bit in the initial start of that where if you drink and drive, you lose. Unless I make it home, then I win. Fuck you. Right. Uh, but you went definitely a different route with that. When you get into your character of your little hobbit guy doing the North Star bit, I need I need more hunch. I need right. you to really fucking get into that guy. And uh, I like the analogy of the drinking and driving at the gambling table where you win and you don't get up. And uh, the the chick with the uh, that had the heroin problem, she didn't even make an album. You lazy bitch! Why don't you get fucking focused with your life? Have you learned nothing? I feel like you could rip into her a little bit hard because for some reason right. in society, people find out you do hard drugs, they just think less of you right away. You're kind of written off. Yeah. So you can get away with kind of torturing that girl just a yeah. little bit, even yeah. though she's done this heroic thing. Right. That's all I got. Fuck you. Thank you. Laughing, which is weird. Um, the, with the with the heroin girl, like, yeah, she's in high school. Yeah. Why are you talking to a girl in high school? I was in high school. I should oh. make that clear. Oh no, no, or or, or like I or, still do, but or her, she's excelling. <laughs> or like her, maybe her achievement is like getting like adults to fuck her and go to jail. I don't know. Ooh. Like <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, right. That was my only <laughs> I don't know if I can pull that off. No, or, or you got to say that you were not right. Because I was like, right, right. That's on. true. That's true. Just the quick thought on your your drunk driving, mm-hmm. um, and go ahead, do whatever you want. It's your life. But um, the uh... thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling everyone to stop. <laughs> That's a good message. <laughs> no, but it it sounds like if if you're taking the bet, right. to some extent, you're you're actually believing you're not completely drunk. You're right. you're semi, you know, you're semi sober. So I think I think you want to, you know, do do the wording somewhat because that that's, right. that's really what the bet is. The bet right. is the bet is. Am you I dr- think you're fine? Am I drunk or am I just I'm just a little buzz? It's, right. So right. yeah. And buzz then, driving is point. drunk driving. There's a that's there's true. a billboard the about a uh, yeah four grand minimum. People are moving spaces. Well, uh, I, was, I was trying to step on your note, Ira. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, the heroin bit. Um, there, uh, one thought that I had is that instead of that major setup, you can actually skip to the girl and then just start uh, making the comparisons. Like, oh, you're a 17 year old, you done heroin, and you're not a musician. Yeah. Amy Winehouse died at 20. You know, and just yeah, doing something that's like that, just point. hitting that's it. Kind from, of flip the way the joke was. Yeah, because like it's like it'd be a better punchline. Yeah, because yeah. right now it's a lot of setup and it's a decent punchline, but with right. that much setup, I I, I agree. You, I don't know. You you kind of need to come home with the ah, sort yeah. of punchline. That yeah. Was like, Ooh, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a that's a good note. Clap loudly, everyone! Joey Avery, yay! Already got walking around town dressed. 
we are listening to some more bizarre music in the fills. It's it's a Venice part, something about Venice. Uh, hey, your next comedian, uh, we're bumping him around because uh, he books me all the time, and that's just how it goes. Uh, he's a very funny guy. You can see him at the Comedy Machine at Spice Monkey in Oakland all the time because he books that show. It's super awesome. I'm on the one on January 16th, so I hope that you all go visit Ira Sumner's room. Get up together for Ira Sumner. Yay! Thanks. Uh, that was quick. Uh, anyway, so I, um, I'm, I guess this time this time of year, a lot of people acting like parent, you know, a lot of people dealing with the parents, kids, uh, and I have no idea how to start this joke. I, I, it seems, you know, it, anybody can be a parent these days, and it gets it gets really frustrating because I'm talking to some friends of mine who are actually terrible parents. Um, you know, they're trying, they're, they've raised their kids. Uh, you know, they. Um, they're doing better than I'm doing right now, um, but they're they're trying. They're giving their parents terrible terrible advice. They're they're giving their kids terrible advice. I mean, my uh, you know, one one of my friends, her her daughter's just grown. She wants she wants to become a teacher. She's been studying she's been studying botany her whole life. Her mom's telling her no. What you should do is actually you should sell pot. You should move to you should move to Colorado, open a, a you know. Those things with a dispensary, yeah, the, that's the word, and uh, yeah, and and that's what you should, that's what you should do with your life. Somehow, somehow, parents these days think telling their kids to sell pot is actually a good idea. You know, my kids, my son, he liked to light things on fire and blow things up. Did I tell him, you know, Al Qaeda's recruiting? No, that's not what I did. You know, he got himself a degree in physics because that's what you do when you're, you know, when you're Jewish. Um, it's, uh, you know, so um, I should have actually looked at these jokes before I actually came up here. Uh, now, my, my, uh, I've got two sons. Uh, my, uh, you know, I've got a funny one and a nice one. And the, the nice one became, became vegan uh, because he actually cares about, you know, animal rights and this sort of thing, which is clearly not uh, anything I taught him. Uh, we went out to breakfast the other day for the holidays, and uh, you know he ordered he ordered a, a tofu scramble and some vegan sausage, and I'm getting all sorts of upset because if you actually you know if you're going to be vegan, be vegan. Don't actually pretend you're eating real food. It's not as if you know the drug addicts suddenly start you know sniffing a line of you know corn starch for no apparent reason just so, you know because you know it feels good. Uh, you know, so he's he's ordering that. I feel like I've got to respond in kind. Uh, so I, you know, I order I order a chicken omelet, and I feel like I'm doing it, you know, as if you know, in a really angry way. You know, it's I want you to find a chicken. I want you to kill it. I want you to find his family. I want you to kill it all. I want you to find his unborn children. Kill them all. I want you to cut them into little tiny pieces. Light them all on fire and bring them to me, uh, with some sourdough, dry. And I think that's my time because I've been doing nothing. Anyway, thanks. Sweet home Chicago, about 28 times. gonna fuck up chickens everywhere. I just have a couple things. Um, like, on the parent joke, that's funny. Like, but sort of flip it. Like, maybe 
she's a good parent because she's giving really good financial advice. Like, how much does your son make as a physicist? Like, $5? Like, but, <laughs> you know, and it's like, because so, he's Jewish. But then, like, you're talking about a chicken omelet. Like, how bad a Jew are you if you're getting a chicken omelet? Uh, really bad. <laughs> so I don't know. They think there's something about you being, like, a bad parent and a bad Jew. Okay. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, good, good stuff. Um, I like the pro... Yep. All right, I'm going to go, because it's my turn, I guess. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, so I did like both of your premises. Um, I don't I, I don't necessarily think you need to. I mean, I have nervous tics, too, where if I can't start a joke, I'll say I can't start it as well. Um, but you did kind of fall into your first joke all right. Um, and also, you could just totally pull out your notes. Uh, but it's it's uh, both of those are good. I was sort of surprised with the physicist joke uh, or the physicist tag on your joke that I you said that he um, he became a physicist because he was Jewish, not because he liked to blow stuff up. Um, and that could be a good punchline, but it's, you sort of set it as a throwaway line. Does that make sense? Uh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but otherwise, both of those, I, I really like those premises, and I really like the, uh, the stuff that you put on. All right. Uh, for the... For the vegan son joke, uh, I think the end should have a more meaty, like a sandwich. You know, a sandwich with, a, you know, bacon, maybe some pastrami, and chicken, and turkey. Four animals, one plate, murder. <laughs> Think about it. Death and mayhem. Okay. Yeah. And he's a Jew, so it would take it to a whole nother level once the pork's involved. Yeah, yeah. Like you're committing to the sandwich being, you know. Well, it was an, wasn't it an omelet? I loved it, it that it was it, an it, egg. It, it was an omelet. It was an omelet. So it's an egg. It was an egg. It was a chicken. It was a chicken's unborn children. The egg. The egg. All burned chicken. together. Okay. And this is... I yeah. love everything. I've also made chicken omelets. I thought that was very funny. And, and the reality is okay. I eat chicken omelets and I don't eat pig. So <laughs> I, I feel better telling the joke There's in terms joke. of reality because it's at least my sense of how bad a Jew I am. It's, uh, no, you, you know, you, there, you there are limits. There are limits. I'm a bad Jew. I'm not a, you know, yeah, you, you can't eat. He's not, not, not a bacon Jew. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody else want to complain about my religious, uh, no, I loved your religion. No? no, great. Put your hands together. Thank you. Ira Sumner. Yay. All right, everybody, your next comedian has been very patient, and uh, we really enjoy his new character. I hope you enjoy it, too. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ken Suzuki. Warm and cozy. Oh, that is, I wish I could say that she loved the idea. And thank you for that rousing intro, Pam. Yes, thank you. Good to see you, Mutiny Radio. Yes, good to be back. I've not been doing any comedy the whole week, so it's good to be back. I love it. Loving the new look here as well. Yes, the red, the black, the white. Silhouetting my shadow. Yes, I feel like I'm giving a speech in front of the Reichstag. It is a beautiful day. Fucking beautiful. And I love the irony of that joke, considering what the room is filled with. God damn it. Leo Zinger, good to have you back in town. Leo, keep give, it, give Leo Zinger applause, everybody. If Asians had a Woody Allen, this would be it. 
I tell you, no, man, I, I know Woody Allen. I feel like I'm dating Woody Allen, my girlfriend, right? She's like, always like, because she doesn't want, she doesn't want to come and see, come see me perform. She always, she's always like, uh, what if you bomb on stage? What if you don't do well? I think that'd make me, I'd feel very embarrassed. I think that'd make me feel very uncomfortable. And I'm like, listen, the thought of me bomb, potentially bombing on stage makes you feel uncomfortable, but you're comfortable enough to let me fist you? What are your priorities? God damn it. I don't know, man. People are sensitive these days, too, about certain things, man. Like, for example, I'm online now. People are pissed at this new, this doing a Harry Potter remake, right? They're pissed at this new Harry Potter remake has a black Hermione. All right, it's just a black Hermione Granger. People are up in arms about it. Hermione. Listen. Say what you want about Black Hermione Granger, but look at it this way. Think of all the high interracial fan fiction that this will inspire. All right? Hermione getting from one hole from Ron, while another with Harry, while Ginny straps it on, making her an airtight, like some chocolate filling in a great big human gangbang donut. I'm still working these jokes out, cocksuckers. I'm still working these out. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, I'm getting tired of people getting butthurt if you can't tell what race they are. All right? Race, all right, it is not race if you can't tell races apart. All right? I can't, for example, I, let's like get mad at me because I can't tell the difference between fuchsia or violet or lavender. It's all purple to me. So how the fuck am I supposed to know the difference between a park or a chem? All right, I'm going to need a week of intensive research, flashcards, PowerPoints. That are fucking, oh man. God damn it. Those are all the jokes that I actually wanted to work out. <laughs> Haven't been doing any writing. I got, my girlfriend got her med card this past week, and I've been nothing, doing nothing but getting stoned. Yeah. It's so stoned. No, I thought I was a serious, I thought I was a Saudi woman I was that stoned, okay? Jesus. All right, fuck all you. We're done. Meant to begin with. Ken Suzuki. I have a question straight out. A Parker or a Kim? Is that a joke between like They're all Koreans? Chinese to me. Oh, Chi is Park is They're, listen. Park is a Chinese last name? No, it's Korean. It's I Korean. Think. That's what I thought. I was I like think, I Park know. or a Kim. I was like, it needs to be more like super Japanese and super Korean last names. Kim works because Kim is uh, or like the fact that like I don't know the fact that they're they're the same. Right, why? Well, you'd be like, oh, they're all the same. But I didn't realize like, between a park or a Kim, yes, it's, it's not For big you, enough of Asian. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as a a Lee, a Lee or a Kim. Oh. What about? What about the surname? <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna keep that. You know, NG. And yeah, no, Nguyen. I don't know if they're a Nguyen or a Kim. I mean, that that brings it into the Vietnamese thing with the Nguyen. <laughs> They probably are annoying, that demographic. Yeah, what's up? My, you have to talk into a microphone. Okay, just, just choose like a mic. Yuri, Yuri, talk into a microphone. Okay, I have, I have one for you, which is like, so you describe... Talk into the microphone. <laughs> there you you're go. You're trying to do like an Andrew Dice Clay thing, right? Is that what you're trying to go for? No, I'm just like trying to be myself on stage. Okay, but all, all I was saying is if you're going to say something chauvinistic, which is fine, yeah. like, it's totally okay to do that, then don't make a gay comment right after. Which right? one? Like, the oh, car colors, right? Yeah. It doesn't really go again with, with the character that you're creating, right? So I would just pick one or the other. 
Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Misogynist is, or, or... Yeah, like... Oh, because I can't say misogynist. Right, even though stuff. I can't, like, tell the difference between... Or make fun like, of the fact that you can tell the difference and you know that they're purple. Because that, that in itself was kind of ironic, right? That in itself was pretty funny. But you... Oh, I'm giving... So, right you say I'm giving too much away. Oh, okay. Right? Because, like, if you're going to... If you're going to say something chauvinistic, then go all the way. Is that... Fair, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think I was missing out on Thanks, man. Stephanie moving up the microphone. Yeah, thing about your girlfriend not wanting to see you do comedy because she's afraid you're going to fail, but you're like, what about when I fist you? She's like, well, yeah, you succeed in that. I've had three kids. Well, no, it turns it, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, something you succeed. I mean, it's, it's, if you, she's afraid to see you do comedy because you're not, she's afraid you're going to fail, right. but you fist her. And like, oh. you, but you succeed in doing that, and it's like, well, she's like, yeah, but you succeed in that. I have three kids; like, her vagina's huge. But, that's what I but you're something, yeah, something to like speak to the fact that that's something you succeed in. And then you could do a female act out, which is we've decided is always funny. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ken Suzuki's new material. Everybody, give it up! Yay! Hooray! Uh, your next comedian up is a funny man. He shaved his head because he was sad. Put your hands together. It's Steve Poggi. Thank you. I wasn't sad. I had to donate it. And it was getting in the shit that I eat. You know how bad it is to go out to eat? And every time you eat, if you find a hair in your food, you just automatically have to assume it's yours and not complain to anybody? That's what my life was like for two and a half years. Uh, I'm telling you guys a story tonight. Uh, when I was when I turned 21, my best friend uh, at the time, uh, his birthday was a week away from mine. So when he turned 21, we threw this huge, big birthday bash, and through a mutual friend, we actually rented a stretch Hummer limo as like a party bus thing, and it was a brand new stretch Hummer limo. They just got it. We knew a guy on the inside. We got it booked, and when everything was said and done, we owed $915 worth of damages to this Hummer extended limo. Uh, the damages started late in the evening because I don't know if you've ever been on a party bus or like a limo thing. Like everyone starts off super and excited and then by the end of it, everyone's just hanging their head in trash bags, just throwing up. It's like going back to the gallows. Like nobody escaped. Everyone's going to die. You're just not going to make it. And uh, for whatever reason, the guy that we knew that hooked us up with this thing had the driver at 1130 at night drive us like into the deepest part of the hood so he could get a bag of cocaine. But when the party limo bus stopped, we were so drunk, everyone just immediately piled off and just started peeing on like the first thing closest to them, even though it's like, you know, there's like guys in like bandanas and like broken down cars. Like down the street, there was a dumpster on fire in the middle of the street. Like some serious like Mad Max. Like the police don't ever come here, right? They just, they've never been here. And we're peeing on everything. And the guy gets his Coke, we get back in the limo, and we're driving along, and they're trying to open up the little bindle of Coke. I've never been a Coke person, but I wanted to see how it all went down, so I was keeping an extra eye out. And sure enough, they hit a bump, that package came open quick, and then this Coke just goes flying up into the air. I've never seen grown men, like, literally lick carpet before until this night, because the Coke was in the carpet, and four of my most trusted friends were on their hands and knees licking the fucking carpet. <laughs> I was busy trying to open up the sunroof because I've seen the hangover and I know how to party and I want to pop out there and say some things to the people. Uh, the driver locked it, 
but I put all my weight on it trying to open it to where I broke the handle. But when I broke the handle, there was a girl right by me and I ended up just blasting her in the face. Like never hit somebody in the face so hard in my life, let alone a woman. And it felt kind of good. I'll be honest with you. She was kind of a nosy, loud bitch. And just for an accidental hit you in the face, ah, it was good. And we woke up hungover. She had a black eye. I had a broken handle in my pocket. I had to try to explain that shit off. I was like, oh, man, you fell out of the party bus and hit your face. I tried to catch you. You were all drunk. I'm sorry. I hope you heal up. Put a spoon on it. That's what they do for hickeys. Just put a spoon on it. It'll heal. And, uh, yeah, that was that was my little party bus story. Thank you. And uh, the other day, I went into a gay bar. And as a man from the Midwest, it was a little intimidating. But at this gay bar, they had cage fighting on. They had ESPN. They had Nine Inch Nails playing. It was like everything I could have ever wanted in a bar. The gay dudes had it. You could smoke weed on the patio. It was fucking phenomenal. It was amazing. I'm not saying I would have sucked my, someone's dick if they had a PlayStation 4. I'm just saying they weren't hurting the argument. All right, that's all. I'm just putting out there, all right? I'm not saying I'll vote for you, but I'm just, you know, you're not inflecting my ballot. All right, I don't know where that's going. It's just done. It's done. That's, that's my little thing. Any questions or comments on the stories? Yay, CPOG. Any questions or yeah. comments on these? We're fielding them. On these super gay. This, I, like the, I like that you're talking nice about guys the Eagle. Over there. The Eagle is a great place. I'm glad that I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said that. Hey, man. How's it going, man? Good, good, good. Uh, where, where was the hood? Uh, it was deep in St. Louis. It was. Uh, oh, St. Louis. Yeah, what they call the Peabodies. Oh, Peabodies. Okay. Uh, Peabodies. Yeah. That was like the slang name. That's not. There wasn't like a. Kinda. We were peeing and we were bodies and we were there. Uh, only reason I'm asking is because I'm like, okay, is this like, is this like abandoned Detroit? Because I'm from Detroit and I was just trying to. What I'm saying is there wasn't. Uh, I mean, like, you have an epic, um, what you call it, hangover type story. Yeah. But you, I, I didn't get hooked at any point in time. So yeah. I, was, I was waiting for a location. Or it's waiting for a summary, and it feels like it was a lot of info dump, and then like a half a punchline. But I was yeah. waiting for that, like, oh, so we're driving in the middle of, you know, it doesn't have to be hacky like that, but I, I it, right. there has you need to be more like hood description, like communicate like the danger level of it almost. Honestly, of, like, why it's so crazy? Honestly, I kind of need the location because when you say hood, it's kind of like okay, I've dealt with like worse shit in the suburbs right, yeah. than that. But I'm like, I'm like, I kind of need like there has to be something important, like different than just the hood because it's just like oh, well, there's a hood and then you know like I don't know like astronauts come out of there and shit. So it's like, yeah. well, I mean, it's like it's hard because it's like that St. Louis doesn't communicate like. If I was like, we pulled up in the tenderloin and we all piled out and started pissing, you'd be like, that's a dangerous place. You say it's the tenderloin. I think what you're saying is you want a connection to the. Yeah, like how dangerous is dangerous? I mean, you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to lie and say it's like the tenderloin, but there has to be something like, you can say, like, okay, like. I don't want to write the joke for you, but I'm like, you yeah. know, like there's there's hood and then there's hood hood and then there's like, oh man, I need to work on my craft, my guy skills hood, you know, something like that. Okay. Like okay. I needed, I needed like more clarity there. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. And it's not necessarily just the clarity, but it needs that. It needed that. Huh, come here, let me tell you that story. It needed that thing. And I right. So yeah. No, very helpful. Thank you. 
And I don't think there's any, I mean, I think you can, you can talk about it being in St. Louis and the fact that you're from out there. And then when you describe the hood, you can describe it as, as you know, in terms of the Tenderloin or Stockton or, yeah. you know, something almost as nice. No, it, it, it's, that's one of those things when you're in St. Louis and you say the hood, everyone knows of this one particular, like even people who live in like bad areas are like, we don't go into the hood. Like that's yeah. like, there's like a literal like block of like buildings considered to be like the hood. Right. So, so then it, it right. If you're doing this in, in Missouri, it's clear. If you're doing it out here, then you've got more, you know, that right, description yeah, is probably worth more. something. And then when you're talking about the, the limo and you talked about you had whatever it was, $900 worth of damage. Um, but uh, so so as you're going through through the damage and you're talking about what actually happened, because it's you, you, you also talked about the fact that they were they were licking the carpet at the end, yeah, which clearly men. meant the carpet was clean by the time they were done. <laughs> you know, when when cocaine's involved, anybody's a lesbian, I feel like at that moment in time. Right. And, and if and if this thing, the Hummers are supposed to be like like fake military vehicles. Yeah. And yet you're capable of breaking this thing with one hand. What kind of army is this? Right. We were team disaster. Right. Heading into so, the battle. So, yeah, there's got to be something either either talking about the Hummer itself or how you guys are amazingly pumped and can just, you know, take over the world. if You can destroy these military vehicles that. You know, okay. No, I like that aspect. That's good. I didn't think of that. Seal team disaster. Right. Instead of seal team. Seal six. team six pack. Here we go. <laughs> um, I felt like there, like there could have been more of like describing the spectacle of like I'm just gonna assume you're all like like just like five like dumb white boys just like peeing in the hood and no I just felt like like it could have been a missed opportunity that like the first thing you all thought of doing was just like going out and peeing and how vulnerable you guys were or something like that. Yeah, well the part of the story I left out is that my best buddy is a Egyptian Muslim who immigrated over here. I mean, but also ago. so like, it's like you have a different dichotomy of people. That's that's true, but or it could be like we were in this big expensive car, the best thing to do when you're in a big expensive car in the worst place, go out and be drunk. I don't know. Yeah. I just felt P like there piss was out more. the window. I think is the yeah. best. I wanted to pee in the limo, but everyone yeah. said that was a bad idea, so <laughs> I put it on ice. You can put that in too. That's good. Peas in limos. Give it up for Steve Poggi. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're gonna, in order to make it time for everybody to have time, we're gonna have to not cut the sets, but cut the talky talks. So after people, we're gonna. Um, be a little more judicious with our comments. Up next, he's a new guy, you guys. So that means clap it up even crazier. Put your hands together, it's Stephen T. As the sun burns. Hey guys, this is a really short cable. Like five foot leash, something like that. All right, gotta know your limits up here on stage. So, um, uh, recently single, just got out of a relationship um, about four years ago, and it was it was a good relationship. It was a uh, it ran its course. We found out um, a little too late, but we found out that we had uh, foundational problems, uh, like very fundamental fundamental foundational problems in the relationship. I 
didn't know this beforehand, but I, I realized that I really want to have kids. I want to be a dad. Um, it's it's something that I didn't know about myself, but if you ask me now, I'd, I'd say yes, I that's something I want out of life. I want kids. And I look at my dad. He's a funny dude. Um, he's a big goofball. He Let me tell you a little something about my dad real quick. He He recently got diagnosed with sleep apnea and he's 56 years old so he's been snoring so hard that he like wakes himself up and doesn't actually hit REM sleep and he has interrupted sleep he had to for work to actually get this taken care of and he got a sleep apnea machine so now he's sleeping through the night and he told me the other day he said Stephen it was it was amazing I actually dreamed for the first time and I'm sitting there thinking like oh my god this guy's 56 years old and he never dreams and he finally dreamed for the first time ever and I was amazed like oh dad what'd you what'd you dream about he goes well I was the assistant coach for the Chicago Bears and they wanted me to they wanted me to meet them in the morning on Lakeshore before the game and I said Lakeshore Lakeshore is nowhere near the stadium. It's over by Hagenberger. And then I realized that this was the Chicago Bears, and Lakeshore is not in Oakland, but it's in Chicago. And I was just baffled. I go, Dad, first off, it's your dream, and you're the assistant coach. And then second off, you're, you're, it's not like fourth quarter, down by six at the one-yard line. It's like, all right, 6 a.m. No one knows how to get to the stadium. And he decides to give him directions. So he's, he's a big goof, and he's, he's had a big influence on my life. And I realized that's something that I wanted in, in life. I, w I want to be a dad. I want to be that big goof to someone else. I actually want to care about someone more than I care about myself. I, I want kids. And my girlfriend, uh, she, um, I didn't know this beforehand, but before we met, she had had a hysterectomy and uh, it kind of puts a pin in that so um, for those of you who don't know a hysterectomy is a pretty serious surgical procedure um, <sighs> it's a, a hysterectomy is a pretty serious uh, surgical procedure it's not life or death but it's serious they put you under they a woman goes to the hospital and a doctor surgically removes her sense of humor until she's fucking horrible to live with, let alone procreate with, and you can never think of having a kid <laughs> with that person. Um, yeah. That is that. Thank you. Yeah. His first time, Stephen T. Yay! A hysterical hysterectomy. Yay! <laughs> I, I got a comment. Okay. So, um, the recently single, I would just scrap that. And just because everyone starts with that, unless you get to a joke right away with it, I would, uh, like, it needs to have, like, a very quick connection. Otherwise, you sound like every single other comic you've ever heard. Yeah. Everyone opens with that. So, uh, all I'm saying is you don't get to your point until way too long. So, all the stuff that's disconnected, because like, we all do this, but everything that's disconnected, like, go through what you said and cross out everything that's irrelevant. Right, and you'll end up with like three jokes, but they're good jokes. No, but seriously, that's what we all do because what's happened like the hysterectomy, you don't need to explain. We all know what that is, unless you have a directly quick joke with it. Like, you know, what I mean, you can make it super funny, but it ends up making you sound like not. I don't think you come off the way you want to come out, maybe, but that's just my opinion. 
the other one is um like the connection with your dad i think it you talk about his character but it's kind of not relevant you're talking about how you want to be a goofball like your dad so just get to the point about one example of how he's a goofball or three examples or whatever but short and concise would make it significantly funnier and you probably would get more of what you're trying to say across does that make sense uh the second part does yeah okay I think that you have a very monotone way of speaking and you need to find points in your jokes where you can emphasize things just so that your voice sounds more dynamic. Thank you. Um, just real, real quick. Like, I think what Yuri was saying is you say, I just broke up with my girlfriend. I want kids and she is repeatedly pro-choice. And <laughs> right, like that's the whole, that's everything that you said, but like in two seconds. And then when your dad says like I never dreamed it before, then you could say just like me, or like my your mom, or like your mom is like I've never had dreams either, <laughs> right? Because she raised you. That's that's it. <laughs> All right, thank you. Right on, newcomer. Right on. newcomer Stephen T, so brave. Hey guys, we're moving it uh, right along with our next comedian, Phil Kemp. It is true we are hungry. It is true we are waiting. Hi everybody, I'm Phil Kemp. How are you doing? I, uh, I got a new phone a few months ago and I decided I'd name my phone Phil Kemp's Penis. Um, which uh, is pretty awesome now that I just got this Bluetooth speaker for uh, Christmas, and it, it has a real sexy voice on this Bluetooth speaker. It's this British lady, and she's like, hello, pairing, Phil Kemp's penis is now connected. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, it is. Uh, nah, <laughs> alrighty. Um, <laughs> I recently moved out here to San Francisco area, and uh, I, my aunt asked me at thanks or Christmas, whatever fucking holiday it was, um, how why'd you move out here? And uh, you know, I moved here because of a tranny. Okay, it was the transmission on my '88 Honda Civic that blew out. All right, but you know, long story short, yeah, blew a tranny. Now I'm in San Francisco. Oh God. All right. That's cool. It doesn't work. Okay, so um, I'm from a little like one horse town outside of Bakersfield. Uh, and I feel like calling it a one horse town is irrelevant in 2015. I mean, we should call it what it really is, a one Uber town. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, what else did I have? What else did I have? I normally do music. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways, what else? Oh, shit. Has anyone here ever had a cop say something to them? And you're like, what the fuck, man? Did you really just say that? So I was skateboarding down the street carrying a blow-up doll. Typical Tuesday. And this policeman yells out at me, hey, don't do anything against her will. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just yell back at him, it's okay, I paid for it. All right. Uh, and 
I just tried out a few of the new ones. Uh, I guess I could go back and revisit some old ones that sucked. All right. Yeah, black people. Don't you just hate it when white people try and make friends with you just, you know, because they're fucking anti-racist, right? Like, they're all like, hey, buddy, you and I have a lot in common. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I, I actually have black friends, and I didn't try and make them as friends because they were black. And I just made friends with them because they're human beings that have similar interests, like weed, cocaine, and strippers. So, <laughs> you know, that's the thing about that. And I, I'm stick of stereotypes saying Asians, all Asians are bad drivers because, you know, this, this one Asian friend of mine actually wasn't a bad driver. So whatever. Hit me with your friggin', I don't know, crap. <laughs> Hit him with your Phil. crap. Yay. That was Phil Kemp. Kemp. Yay. Phil Kemp's penis is now connecting. How'd she know I put it there? How'd she know where I was wearing it? Exactly. I need to follow it up with some extra, like, oh, how'd she know it was mine? Yeah. Did she measure it out? Did I need to just keep dragging that on. I see that. that That's a brand new one. I just wrote that, so mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. For some reason, I imagine the voice is Adele. Like Adele is telling you about your penis, and like, and that's somehow more satisfying than just some random voice. So I don't know. There's somewhere you can go with that. The tranny joke. It's like there's a joke about uh, like a seal getting his like he's a seal getting uh, going out for ice cream. He's like, did you you blew a gasket? No, just ate ice cream or whatever, or blew a blown seal. So like that's don't do that joke. Um, <sighs> and then with the with the black black friends do a rule of threes joke or like we what it, the three things were like all bad things you just say i'm just like i have a lot in common with black people we we all like we like to go out to dinner or we like music and doing cocaine or just something you've got to have one different rather than three things that you expect to make that joke funny that's all um you could explain why you named it after your penis like specifically no because i'm, I, I'm just saying like that's a good example of like a punchline otherwise we like why did you name it after your penis there could be a million reasons right you could say it's because your penis is super small or really big i don't know there's right all guys think of the first thing you're like is he saying it's really small or is he saying it's really big right that's the first thing i thought it's just the most average ass phone ever sure yeah. but that see that's a good in. joke that would have been, been really funny yeah so that's a th it's right no six you're like it, it it does what it needs to do Right. right or whatever yeah. um the other one i had was the black friends it'd be really funny just an idea is if you say i have a whole bunch of black friends and you list four or five people where it sounds like you're making it up just kanye where you're or like you know kanye beyonce jamal everyone knows jamal or if just you just use the same name over yeah <laughs> yeah i have four black friends steve 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 and steve yeah, I don't know. exactly. Because that's not racist at all. Devonte is actually a good yeah. one if you have four friends named Devonte. <laughs> a plus one if you have their location. Like, oh yeah, you know Steve. Yeah, he's in uh, Virginia, and he's right now. He's actually, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good too. Yeah, black friend locator app I have. You know. Why don't the police have that yet? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have that yet? It's like, okay, he's three blocks away. I might have to talk to a cop for him. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Steve. Oh, poor Steve. Black friend finder, also known as the police radio. Yeah. 
Perfect. <laughs> we could we could keep the racism finder. going on this. Best this is BFF it's no, ever. it's not. The only no, way it's, to it's clear funny. it up is to talk it's funny. about it. It's freaking funny. Keep clapping, you guys. Yay. Hey, it's Phil Kemp. You know it rained all day on Grand. Yay. We're going to move faster here, everybody. Hey, your next comedian's Angela Julia. She's back. Yay. 2AM tour in the dark. One sec. Got to do this really quick. Come on. All right, good. So, uh, I actually didn't come here to tell you a joke. I came here to share the most harrowing experience of my young life. So, uh, I'm looking for Halloween costumes for my brother. So, I pull into TJ Maxx because clearly I'm experiencing some gastrointestinal distress gonna try to use their bathroom um, and get in the bathroom of the TJ Maxx which is um, less than immaculate I will say I go to the handicap stall because that's where you go when you uh, feel the worst and while I'm in there another woman walks in which I immediately do the courtesy hold because I've done crunches all my life, I can do that right now. And she sits down, and then she pulls down her pants, and then she does the most terrifying thing any human being could do in a public restroom. She makes a phone call. So I hear, you know, the distant sound of the ringing, and then I hear a man's voice go, and I go, oh my God, I'm gonna have to listen to this phone call. I'm gonna be, whatever, it's fine. I can ignore it, I can barely hear it, it'll be fine. Like, I can't really hold this in much longer, but I'll wait. And then she puts it on speakerphone. And she says, hey, what's up? And he goes, uh, nothing much, uh, what, what you doing? She goes, oh, I'm in the public bathroom and I'm lonely. What possible life must you lead that you can't sit in the bathroom by yourself for five fucking minutes? And not only, but then, then it gets worse, Pam. It gets worse because then I hear her start shitting. And so does this man on the phone. And she goes, she goes, you know, like you, I don't know where the, I don't know where the um, plunger is at my house, so I just came out here, and hopefully they have a plunger too, ha ha ha. <laughs> and I have ascended the astral plane, and I am so far outside my own body, I don't know what to do. Thank you, Pam. And uh, then she starts taking off her shoes and socks. And I blacked the fuck out. I don't know what happened from there. I'm so sorry. But I needed somebody to share my pain. I woke up. Uh, she was gone. And I was wiped. <laughs> Thanks. Yay! <laughs> Angela Julian's triumphant return with a poop story. 
You guys, comments. That's a pretty shitty joke. <laughs> Thanks. No, uh, um, so uh, a couple things. Um, I know you probably wouldn't start off a set like that, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna start, if your first joke's gonna be that story, you gotta hit him with a quick joke. Because mm-hmm. that was a lot of setup. In fact, uh, I would say that setup probably needs to be edited way down because there's funny stuff that happens in there, and I know the story personally, but you, we, we're, we, you're like we're 30 seconds in and we don't care. So yeah, that's fair. A poop one-liner. You've got a poop one-liner. Come on. Everyone does. Yeah, just a poop one-liner and then drive it on home. Well, you could do one-liner about the um. You said courtesy hold. Yeah. Like guys don't do that. Do they? Do any guys do that? I don't think so. I didn't know what that was. It took me a minute. Courtesy clinch. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I think if you explain the fact that women probably do that and care about other people hearing them pee because most guys probably don't. Okay. Like that, and then the other one was um, just a thought. Is this sounds like a girl that probably has no female friends? <laughs> just the idea, just a I, commentary. Yeah. If you like, you can it. Uh, you can go either way. Either make no commentary from your personal opinion, or make a whole bunch of it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like it's someone that may just be a great example of what women hate about other women. I don't know. Just ideas. He's right. Shorten it. You don't need anything about your brother's Halloween costume in there. Oh, yeah. Unless unless there's something funny about it. Then put that in there. Um, And I would say Kegels instead of crunches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, go pelvic. Um, And and you're like, yeah, front Kegels and back. You know, it's like, yeah, there's back Kegels too, right? (laughs) And maybe throw in some metaphors. It's like putting your your phone on speakerphone in a bathroom stall. That's like putting it on speakerphone when you're in a vomitorium or like when you're holding your girlfriend's hair like while she's Mm -hmm. puking. Like... Who does that? Um, yeah, just th- throw in more. There's a lot of opportunities because it's funny. Like, sh- so this girl went to TJ Maxx to shit. That's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you're there, if you're already talking about the the kegels on the front clench, like, like you can't hold the poo in. Like, I've held poo in for 12 hours. I mean, come on, I'm a girl. Like, I can do this shit. It just resorbs anyway. <laughs> right. I know. You just it, you burn your own energy eventually. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping you alive. Listen, if you're not lactose intolerant, like, don't speak for everybody. In your place, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I enjoyed right. the story. I enjoy your. Uh, she's back, Angela Julian. Everybody, give it up! Yay! Like the I think Cram likes me. Hell yeah! She just painted her All right. I also like our next comedian. He's here. I don't think he's ever been here before. I'm very excited about it. You guys, he's been great on the panel thus far tonight. Put your hands together. It's Yuri Kagan. Silence for that dissatisfaction. How's it going? How's it going, guys? I'm going to do a whole bunch of premises. Woo! It'll be great. All right, so um, do you guys know who Danny Pintaro is? Okay, so Danny Pintaro is the kid from Who's the Boss? Yeah, about two months ago, after 20 years of living under a rock and doing meth, he told the world that he has HIV, and no one gave a shit. No one gave two fucks, right? Everyone's like, another faggot has AIDS. Whatever. That's what everyone's thinking. No one said, aw, because it's true, right? And then, after what, a month and a half, then Charlie Sheen comes out and tells the world that he has HIV. Everyone gives a fuck. Everyone cares. Denny Pintaro must be pissed, right? Like, imagine all the endorsement deals he's going to lose. What the fuck? Like, he must be super pissed because here's the thing about this whole situation is... Charlie Sheen 
all the women in the state of California that fucked him, this is true, are planning a, a class action lawsuit. This is true. They're planning on suing him because they're saying they didn't know. They were deceived by him. See, the thing is, this wouldn't be a conversation if this was about a gay man, right? This lawsuit wouldn't exist. The fact is, they fucked Charlie Sheen, okay? Like, the CDC should have warned them about that, right? But the thing is, like, I don't understand because this, this is a difference between men and women. Men, if we sleep with someone that has an STD and then we know about it, chances are we'll still fuck them, right? We'll think about it. We'll keep going. Women want to think the best out of their men, right? Women, women are the only ones in the world that will believe a man when they say they're allergic to latex. And let me explain this. Like, these women did porn for a living. They did porn for a living. He forced them to use lambskin condoms. Like, what is it, 1983? Like, really? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, they're professional porn stars. That's like a dentist being like, oh, I didn't know fluoride could do that. Okay, and then it just sails off right there. Okay. Um, and then I just visited some family. Um, after 10 years of family feud, I visited my grandma. Um, and guess what? My grandma has dementia now. So <laughs> the moral of the story is hold a grudge, hold it long, and they'll forget about it. Um, that's a new one. You're welcome. Uh, I've lived in San Francisco too long. Anyone lived here for a long time? Yeah. I've lived here so long that I start to judge other neighborhoods based on how much they smell like pee. Anyone else? It's horrible. Like, I miss, like, like n old San Francisco used to be you'd meet someone that's like, uh, you know, uh, I, my parents are artists. I was an, I'm an artist. Um, we, we worked at this co-op. Now, new San Francisco's like, we, my parents bought art. That's it. I said, like, I miss, right? Like, I'm like, old San Francisco's like, oh, we have to wait for the bus. New San Francisco's like, what's a bus? I miss the old things about San Francisco. Like, you used to be able to go to a bar, and you'd be sitting next to some dude that's between 45 and 55. They're sipping their wine, talking about the records they collect. They're talking about their partner slash girlfriend that they've lived with for like 10 something odd years. That's anything but white, right? She's always of some questionable ethnicity. And, and, and all they do is talk about the co-op and random weird hippie shit and all the weed they smoke. I miss them. There's no point, no punchline to this. I just miss them. All right, I'll, I'll leave you on that one. Uh, I'd like to start with, uh, I feel like uh, you said blah, 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 have, you did an example, and I feel like, Dennis, you said Dennis, so fluoride works. I feel like you could do anything way funnier, like French people, what, croissants have butter? Or Mexicans, what, refried beans have lard? I just think about food, so that's just me. But, <laughs> but like, try to think even, I mean, y you've, you're setting up um, a simile there or a <laughs> metaphor that you're going to go with as a punchline. Like, there's way fun. You didn't ever bring up Dennis before, so it kind of seemed out of the blue for me, and I feel like you could pair anything with anything at that sure. point. I don't know if you're uh, looking to pad out the beginning of that joke, uh, but you were talking about how people didn't care about the other guy that uh, came out with HIV. Right. Um, just a, and this person didn't die of HIV, but uh, Farrah Fawcett 
die at the same time, the same day that Michael Jackson did. <laughs> Nobody says uh, shit about Fair Fossil. Yeah, so, I mean, no, I'm just saying, if you were talking about, if you were going to make a route about, mm. you, say your joke path, you're going to make a route about Nobody Cared, and suddenly you can also throw out just a factoid that Fair Fossil, a very famous person, died the same day that Michael Jackson right, did. Right, right, right. And funny. nobody was like, sorry, Fair Fawcett, fuck you, the king of pop is dead. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, Danny Pintaro. <laughs> Um, I love this, the CDC tag, like Charlie Sheen should have had a CDC warning, but, but when you're saying that women will still ha have, or they want to believe that men are good, or they want to bring a class action suit, or they will fuck anyone that they can bring a class action suit against uh. for money. It's uh, horrible. <laughs> also, also, that's a fucking lie. Uh, if Channing Tatum had HIV, <laughs> there's like a lot of women that would totally give in Channing Tatum. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. God damn it. Um, so, what I can't. So, with your dentist um, simile, <clears throat> you said. Uh, so, you said that women will trust that. Uh, women are the only people who will trust someone who says they're allergic to latex. But then you come up with like um, dentists not knowing how fluoride works when I think it could work better like dentists, like a dentist who totally believes that you floss or something. Like a dentist who has faith that you're telling them the truth. Yeah. But then, uh, but pain also like kills pain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But would that make sense with the lambskin condom part? Because the whole point is that they're not effective. Right? Okay. And everyone should know that. Maybe I should make that clear. Well, I mean, it, it, so that's the one thing is lambskin condoms aren't effective for preventing STDs. Right. And that's like I, you know, a lot of I, f I think that a lot of people know that. Um, but Shit. like that means that you have to, <laughs> that means that you have to trust that that person doesn't have an STD. Right. Or that they that they don't have or aren't doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. Right. Um, I don't know. I okay. just thought that it, it could have been a different metaphor. Cool. Thank you. Hey, guys, keep it going. Yuri Kagan, yay! Get up and dance. Funny, funny man. Next comedian. He's been giving great responses all night on the panel. Put your hands together. It's Greg Brown. Hey, gang. Um, so I'm a bad uh, step dog father. I hate... I hate pets. I don't understand it. I don't know why you guys like pets. I don't want. I don't like cats. I'm nobody's personal assistant. Now I know I'm a bad dog father because, like, I, I just I can't let the things that my dog do, that it that it does just go. It bothers me. All right. And when I explain to my dog that I'm that the dog is not as bad as other dogs, I just sound like an abused spouse. I'm like, oh, you know, normally he's such a good, she's such a good dog. She doesn't normally knock over trash. She's, she's so good. She doesn't, you know, eat all the food. I swear she's a good dog. I don't get it. All right? I don't like dogs. I don't like pets. I saw a horrific thing the other day where this guy came up to this homeless dog guy, with a, a guy, another guy that I'm going to say guy one more time, had a dog. He was homeless. A guy had a dollar, and he was bitching the homeless guy out. He was like, you know what this dollar's for? This is for the dog. It's not for you. It's for the dog. Here you go, buddy. It's for the dog. Not for you. And I want to tell him, spoiler alert, if there's a medical emergency, the homeless person is going to help you, not your fucking dog. 
okay? A dog can't dial 911 and save your life. Now, since I've told that joke, someone came up to me afterwards, just like, no, there's uh, that article over here on the internet that a dog dialed 911 and saved its master. It's on the Washington Post, so fine. A dog dialed 911 and saved its master, okay? I'm going to do an impersonation of that call now. Uh, 911 operator, how can I help you? <laughs> the Bringler Biscuits is down. Do you have treats? It's a fucking dog, okay? It can't do CPR. I don't care if it can dial 911. It's not going to know a difference between an AFib or a tachyon problem with your heart. Okay? I'm sorry. Your dog is not going to graduate from Dartmouth and be your retirement fund. Fuck your dog. Dog fucking lovers. All right. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, uh, cops are bad. Um, I'm trying to think about who would be good near cops. You can't have black people around cops. You can't have women around cops. You can't have humans around cops. They're all bad. So, sometimes I try to think of strategies on how to deal with cops. And my first strategy was just to pretend like you're in the woods. Like, if a dog, if a cop is coming at you, just pretend it's a bear and just lie down like you're already dead. But then they're really, they're really checking now. Uh, so what I've decided is that I'm going to go to the black community, okay? I'm going to go to the black community, and we're going to reverse our decision on blackface because we need a lot more decoys out there. You know what I'm saying? And then and finally, when a, someone, a white person in blackface gets shot, they're going to be like, Officer, you're over the line. He's not really black. He's just having fun. What's wrong with you? He's not really black. Keep clapping for Greg Brown. He is really black. It's true. Uh, we're only we're gonna we're gonna try to cut the comments down to two minutes so that we can give everybody who's still here a chance to do four minutes apiece without commentary. So commentary go. Um, I was gonna say for the nine one one thing for the dog. If you use an example really quick, be like, oh, you're gonna talk about some random dog that dialed nine one one. Because really, when you think about it, it's usually for old people that have those big phones mm. where it's just a button. Oh. Or you could use example like really the most useful dog is a dog on Family Guy, right? And he can't do shit. And that's that's what made me write the joke because when Brian died it was the same uh, time that uh, Trayvon Martin died, and people were pissed off about Brian, the motherfucking dog from shitty ass Family wait, Guy. Wait, 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 Brian, Brian. Brian's dead. Am I? I didn't know that. Oh. Okay, then I'm happy. About it's Family it. Guy. Who gives a shit? Oh. <laughs> I just, I really like everybody in blackface. It's like if during World War II, everyone wore a Jewish star. Mm. Or just big, big, big nose. Oh, boy. <laughs> St. Bernard. They have those little, uh, tiny little things that are full of rum. You know, you crack them open. You know, you're stuck in the Alps. They're walking... The point is, some dogs are useful. Oh, St. Bernard's, because it gets you a drink. Okay, I, I can get behind that. I need a weed dog, though. Probably Snoopy. <clears throat> I felt like you could maybe choose a different example for the, the dog not being able to, like, do stuff while 911 gets there. Like, the dog's not going to, like, put a pillow under your head and make sure you don't bite your tongue oh. or something like that. They can't put it in your mouth. There, see? Yeah. Or, you know, or, like, they can't tell that you are grabbing, like, one of your arms for a heart attack. Or, I don't know, just more than just this kind of heart attack versus that kind of heart attack. 
Hey, everybody, that was Greg Brown. Yay! I hate to cut our time short here, but it just happens that way. So everybody still gets four minutes. It's, we have four comedians left. We're just not going to do comments. Uh, your next comedian, I can't read his first name, but he's brand new. And we know I can read his last name. So everybody, give your put your hands together and slap them in a wild-like fashion for John Way Sunny. Yay! I've been a San Francisco taxi driver for the past 28 years, and um, the city's changed so much that uh, my wife got kind of concerned because I'd gotten robbed twice in one month. So she told me I needed some protection. So I went down to 7-Eleven, got some condoms. Um, I'm not a real techie person. And, uh, but today was one of the most devastating days in my whole life when I learned that Instagram wasn't a rapid drug delivery service to my house. I don't really understand Uber, why you'd pay $50 to go from the hate down to Union Square, where if you get in a taxi cab for $50, you're gonna get a, you can get a blowjob, a line of coke, and probably a really high-class hooker. Um, I'm going to kind of promote my, a movie I'm, that's coming out in 2016. It's called What Are the Chances, where I play a hillbilly pot farmer with E-40, Mike Epps, and Brian Hooks. And um, I know I was the token white boy. It's kind of cool to be the token white boy, you know, with a bunch of Oakland famous rappers and stuff. And it really sort of changed my whole perspective. I'm from the South, so, you know, the South is a little different. You know, got blacks here, white here, you don't mingle. But performing with a bunch of Oakland rappers was kind of nice. It changed a lot of things in my life. I put rims on my Honda. Uh, started eating a lot more fried chicken. And I began to like women with nice big asses. Um, and when people call me on the phone, you know, it's not like, hey, man, it's like, yo. So people uh, from my family kind of feel like I'm, I've changed a lot. Uh, and some of my things have kind of went over to their side, such as I know this 40 started listening to Dwight Yoakam and is considering a steal and a fiddle on his next rap album. Um, myself, I'm, I'm beginning to adjust to rap. You know, I'm not really been fond of it, but it's a sort of, you know, a blending of the races and our culture. It was, it, it was fun. Uh, you can actually see the trailer on the e on YouTube. What are the chances? You'll see me, here, Billy Earl. <laughs> Didn't have a lot of lines, but one of them was, "My weed is gone," <laughs> and they stole my weed right out of my fucking nose. But anyway, it was fun. Um, I found out that they're having to change the SAT test over uh, so that the white kids in um, San Francisco can, the black kids in Oakland can kind of compete with the white kids to get into colleges. Uh, one of the questions they're putting on the SAT test is, um, how many shells will a Glock hold? <laughs> what was uh, the 
prison term for murder one. And Google is actually changing the security codes for people in Oakland. And um, one of the questions is, what was your first bail bondsman's name? And what was the first felony you was convicted of? Pardon together for hillbilly earl yay sadly we, we don't have time for commentary so we can get all our people in but next time we promise and people will probably tell you after yay hillbilly earl we're moving on to our next comedian he's hilarious i love it every time he hosts and i love seeing him do his work you know what it's jesus you better work yay! it's a garden of old this music is way too chill for him <laughs> Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin, for having me here at your joke workshop, Muni Radio Fiesta. Yay! So great to be here. I am so nervous. I have not been on the mic, on the microphone for a while, so I'm a little rusty. Fortunately, you know, despite that I haven't been on the microphone in a while, I have been on something that's similar to the microphone, so I'm a lot less stressed. Yes, yes. You know, that gentleman actually had, uh, I was able to feel his buns, and clearly those butt cheeks, he shaves, you know, because... They were like sesame seed buns, yes. And he got the special sauce. And you know, one thing I discovered about this guy with the sesame seed buns is uh, he's a user of what's known as a conk ring. You know, that's what guys put on their penises to, uh, to remain uh, erect, functional, if you will, for the most part. And I'm very anti-cock ring, actually. I don't like, I feel if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, right? But this one gentleman that I... Um, that I had an encounter with, he insisted that, you know, he just couldn't feng shui without the cock ring. And, you know, I really was feeling him and stuff because, you know, I, was, I really wanted to get my groove theory on because I had been doing my own thing for just a little too long. And so, I, you know, I compromised. We came to an agreement. He wouldn't wear a cock ring. He would wear an onion ring. Yes, yes. And it worked wonders, beautiful people, because by the time I looked down when we were finished, that, uh, that onion ring slash cock ring, if you will, had turned into an onion blossom. <laughs> Yes, it was quite, it left me in tears, and not because of the onion. You better work. Well, moving on, um, I get to be a, a part of the dais of the Comedy Roast of Broke Ass Stewart for San Francisco Sketch Fest on Thursday, January 14th. Thank you, make it clap. Thank you so, so much, Mutiny Radio and MutinyRadio.fm listeners. I just want to try out some bits here, and uh, let's see. Well, you know, one, one comic, fabulous, her name is Cheryl White, if any of you have met her. Uh, she's a fabulous, fabulous comic, fabulous person. She wears uh, hair tinsels on her, on her hair. You know, there's like kind of those glittery uh, tin, um, strap things and stuff. And so what I want to tell Cheryl White about her hair tinsels is that, you know, I love the hair tinsels, Cheryl. They're so beautiful. I mean, did I tell you not that hair tinsels are a great cover-up for stubborn sperm that just will not get out when a guy finishes on top of your head? Well, at least we know, Cheryl, that you're not swallowing. All of it, that is. That's one bit. <laughs> Moving on. Um, there's also the very fabulous Ash Fisher. She has a fabulous, fabulous comic. She's a, a very out and proud lesbian, and I believe she defines as a lipstick lesbian. Yes, yeah, so, so they're like feminine uh, uh, lesbians, if you will. And you know, I believe Ash Fisher when she tells me that she is a lipstick lesbian because uh, we went to the uh, makeup counter to try out different lipsticks, and she was the only person that left uh, thick, wiry hairs on the tip of every lipstick that she tried on. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, I mean, 
Ash Fisher's lips will not be the only pair of lips that will be that will have on the new Mac Lavender Labia. Okay, so um, there's also the very fabulous Big T Terrell Butler from Oakland 510, my big black bear. I love him. Yes, he will also be part of the dais. And he is a hardcore Raiders fan, Big T Terrell. Yes, he is a hardcore Raiders fan, out and proud. And I believe him that he is a, you know, a very proud 100% Raiders fan because, you know, Raiders, black and silver, and it makes perfect sense for Big T Terrell Butler because, you know, black for his beautiful skin and silver for those ashy elbows that he has. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not sure why, but I actually did some research for Big T and uh, people that he's had uh, intimate encounters with in the past, and that's not a joke, they actually exist, um, told me that, uh, you know, once they saw his uh, Raiders package, if you will, <laughs> Big T should be named Little T. I mean, when they showed me pictures of it, I wanted another eye patch, Raiders fans. Thank you all so, so much. My name's Jesus, you all better work. Thank you, Pam. Yay, Jesus, you better work. We're moving right along. Next up, Leo Zinger. Yay! Hey, hi, everyone. How you doing, guys? Um, I'm, I'm glad to be here, glad to be back in San Francisco. Uh, for the uh, for those of you who don't know me, I have uh, I'm going to introduce like, myself a little bit, a uh, little bit about myself. I had a very uh, humble beginning, so to speak. Um, when I was little, uh, when I was younger, um, I I had an even uh, smaller penis than I do now. So, <laughs> so uh, very humbling, very humbling. To have a small penis, but uh, it's uh, it's good uh, because you know what it is. It's uh, it it's weird because I have a small dick, but I have a, a I have a regular size balls, so it it looks uh, my balls look gigantic, they compared to my dick. They they're like uh, two fucking cherries like with a stem on top. So um, and also I. Uh, the advantage, another advantage is that I only have to pay uh, half price for a blowjob, so that's good. Uh, I was at the I was at the airport. I would, uh, I went to through D TSA, you know, and I hate that. I always hate that. You guys hate that the TSA thing, you know, to take off shoes and everything. And uh, fucking, the, you know what I hate the most? That it's that the fucking machine, you know, that rotates like X-ray gives you X-ray. You have to go like this, you know, and the X-ray and see. I think that's an expensive machine. That's like at least half a million dollars or whatever it costs. And uh, but I th I think it's it's a waste just to detect some bomb, you know, explosives or whatever. I think they should uh, they should make it fucking a medical exam as well to tell you your your health. While you're at it, while they're at it, you know, so it'll be like, uh, you know, worth a while. Our taxpayers' money would be like, hey, uh, Mr. Zing, are you? Uh, we we didn't find any explosives on you, but uh, your left ball seems a little bit larger than your left right ball. You know, you might you might want to get a checked out. You might get get it checked out. And also, you have a dildo on your up your ass. So <laughs> I don't know what's that about. I had a um, I went to um, what was I doing? I forgot what was I gonna say. Oh yeah, I my toilet broke recently, guys. It's uh, life just throws you a curveball occasionally, and my toilet broke. And it's not like it, it didn't break totally. It's just like the water flushes only twice as like as uh, half as hard as I did it did before. So it flushes a little bit at a time now. So what it in it, it still works, but uh, I I ended up having to do is I it can only take like half the shits I used to do now. 
no, like it's it's really bad for my health. Then I have to like every time I have to like pinch off and fucking push the other half inside. It's <laughs> it's really awkward. It's like Ugh! um, it's a shit joke. <laughs> really bad. Uh, I okay. So okay, good. Uh, I I think. Uh, I took a, like I never took a picture of my dick, but uh, I think it's uh, decent like looking. I, I sometimes look at it and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice dick. It is it's not huge, but it's <laughs> nice looking dick. I, I I'm not bragging, but it's it's okay. And and uh, I you know what what people do, and you know what a lot of people flash people and they get like a ticket or arrested for indecent exposure or whatever you know that crime. I think it's because a lot of them don't have good looking dicks. A lot of them have ugly dicks. That's why they get a like a ticket for that. They get arrested. I think if the, the cops see me do that, they'll they'll be okay with it. They'll be like, hey, you know, you know, it, it's it's not a it's not a bad dick, you know. So I'm just gonna write a ticket for like a halfway decent uh, exposure. So not totally indecent. Thank you. He has a decent dick. It's Leo Zinger, yay! I've never seen it. I'm just saying that because he said that. <laughs> okay. Your last comedian of the night. I don't know if she's seen Leo Zinger's dick. Who knows who's actually seen it? He might show it to us outside. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Rachel Raphael. No. Just going to go with a no. Um, I'm not going to look at that. Okay, so when I come up here, you guys are probably thinking a few things. Um, so let's let's just let's just you know, let's just get rid of that. Uh, yes, I am thirty percent cyborg. I'm also hundred and eighteen percent Jewish. Um, eighteen is the magical Jewish number. Look it up. Um, and great pair of tits. I accept drinks on behalf of them. They might have better jokes than me. I'm not sure. Um, come back next week and normal amount of ovaries. No, I fooled all of you. Who feels like a sucker? Um, I have four, you know, like two in here and one at a friend's house and one like in my purse just for fun. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, I actually, I actually have half of one because I had a fun time last summer. My body said, let's get giant benign ovarian tumors. Cause yeah, cause like, yeah, why not? Because, like, my body's like, we don't do anything halfway. We commit. We're fucking real. Like, we're hardcore. So, um, Hiroshima or Lefty or Itchy, that was the size of, like, a grapefruit. And then Nagasaki or the Captain or Scratchy, that was the size of a small watermelon. And, and let's all imagine this. It was not a circular watermelon. We're talking about, like, a football shape. Uh... Uh, don't worry, I'm going to give more details after this. I know, everyone's like, can she talk more about the tumors? I can, and I will. <laughs> um, people are like, oh, was it a teratoma? And that's when, like, you absorb, like, parts of, like, a secret twin, and it's just, like, hair and teeth. No, okay? My tumors were classy. No. One had walls, so um, I moved in, you know, because the price of San Francisco rent. Um... Yeah, so the thing is, if you have like the, if you have, you know, things that are the size of large fruits in your body, and you're a lady, you look pregnant, and I didn't know I looked pregnant, and I really wish I had like, well, I don't, but like, 
what if I had like more time to really, you know, capitalize on this? So I've thought of some pranks that I should have done while I looked pregnant, but wasn't. Number one, go to a hot tub and like drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette and then invite friends and you can just put like whatever like prescription drugs or shellfish or whatever you're like around is like a like bad decisions while pregnant like tableau kind of thing. Um, Number two, bring like a male friend and stage a really awkward fight in a safe way. (laughs) Marriage equality happened, I know, everyone's like, that's not fair. So I bring a female friend, stage an awkward fight in a Whole Foods. Just, just for more realism. I feel like they'll believe it more there. Um, I feel like there's definitely a super awkward like karaoke set to be done in, in like if you're pretending you're pregnant. Um, I don't know if it ends or begins with Papa Don't Preach or if it's just me doing that three times. I haven't decided yet. Um, and then the last one is uh, I go, I dress all nice, like sundress, full makeup, and go to like a TJ Maxx or a Target and just buy all the wire hangers and just don't say anything about it. And for everyone who's mad at that, don't be mad at me. That's society's fault that I can make that joke. That's society's fault. Um, oh, I have so much more to say about tumors. Um, I know everyone's sad about it. Um, so I've tried, I've like, Rachel, why, I'm thinking to myself, why do I still have to tell people about this? I'm fine. No one has to know. It's been like over a year. I already had a tumorversary. There's already a drink named after it. Like, what do I need to do? Um, what, and, and I mean, I think anytime I make people uncomfortable with my having had benign ovarian tumors, a tumor gets its wings. Also, I'd like to be, I like the idea of being like a hack comedian as long as it's just about like women's pr- reproductive issues. So it's like, like, like I'm going to go to like a comedy club and everyone's going to ignore me and then straight to Congress, tell them to, um, be like, you want to legislate it? You got to listen to my jokes. Um, and, uh, also this isn't commercial enough yet. There's so many more things I want to do. Um, t-shirts, my friend had benign ovarian tumors and all I got was this t-shirt, um, and, uh, you know, we can put, we can also have like a t-shirt cannon in the Super Bowl. You can throw those t-shirts out of it. But I think a better use for like a t-shirt cannon would be like put like fake ovaries in it and just shoot those out of the Super Bowl. Um, children's books, uh, the little ovary that could. Um, you know, really just anything. Uh, I think that's it. I, I had so much more to say about tumors. Yay! Rachel Raphael has things to say about tumors. I'm sorry we ran out of time tonight for all of our wonderment uh, with the the commentary and the whatnot, but this has been Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8. Stay tuned, you guys. It's FTW. Things are changing in the new year. Things are going to be great. Hey, love you guys. Uh, Bye. Yay! Yay! Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives 
him to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in. Turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comrade march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m.
pájaro? ¿Es un avión? ¡No! ¡Es un Looking to invest in the future of your community? MediaRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help you, but they come with side effects. 